a group of friends go on a camping trip for a little smoking and a little poking before being brutally murdered and kidnapped. Six weeks later, another group of friends go to the same exact place for a little smoking and a little poking before being brutally murdered. You're probably thinking, it was Philip, the pizza delivery boy. But you're wrong, it's Jason. Yes, that Jason. And this 10th anniversary of the remake of the 1980 classic Friday the 13th. Guys, let's talk about 2009's Friday the 13th. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. Who's out of bullets? All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. With liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. Welcome back to another episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. We're joined this week uh, by Portland film critic Daniel Miller. Pleasure to have you on. Pleasure's all mine. Welcome, Dan. Yeah. No, I've been wanting to do this for a while. Thanks for having me, you guys. Dan had been uh, emailing, contacting us, asking to get onto the pod. Uh, we gave him a brief rundown of the process that uh, you know super fan Matt Bailey had gone through. He said the donation was typically around 70000 69000 give or take. Dan explained he didn't have that kind of cash. No, not even close. Yeah, and yeah. we said that's fine. You can come on for free. So, really welcome, welcome it. aboard, Dan. Yeah. No, it's a big dream. Yeah, he wouldn't even buy us lunch. No. Yeah, we tried. We tried to at least get lunch out of him, and he refused. He made me buy him lunch. So it's been a pleasure, but also kind of a disappointment already. Um, but yeah, we're we're happy to have an actual film expert in the building. We all consider ourselves film experts. But Dan, you've been writing now for what twelve years? Yeah, I went to film school for college. Um, see a lot of movies. You know, really just. Uh, you like watching movies, and that's what matters. That's what we do here. Is and this we one, watch this, movies. This one's one of your favorites, right? This was a good one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. you had seen it what four or five times? This is the first time I saw it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, sorry. See. I. Yeah, I lied when I contacted you. <laughs> it, it came out 10 years ago. You've been writing for 12 years, so you don't review every movie that comes out? No, I don't remove, review every movie that comes out. Just, you do specialize in horror movies, and that's another reason why we thought this week would be a perfect fit to have you aboard. I actually don't specialize in horror movies. You said he specialized. <sighs> like I said. I Okay, so I bent the truth a little bit. He said that he likes movies. I thought it'd be nice to say he was a film critic. You, ha you do have a blog, though, right? Where you at least write movie reviews? I do have a blog. It's more about recipes. So what's the perfect recipe for a horror film, Dan? I'd say, you know, take a precautionary tale about teenage promiscuity, throw in woods in the camp, maybe a lake, 
a lot of lot of topless women machete through the head and you've got a good horror movie on your hands all right let's jump in to 2009's friday the 13th so don't be confused with the other friday the 13th there's a lot of them this is the 2009 version we're celebrating the 10th anniversary it's the 12th movie in the series but it's the first movie in the series Mm -hmm. because it's a remake of the 1980 Friday the 13th, but this one's different because it's called Friday the 13th, right? That kind of right. leads in well to first impressions. I don't want to like steer the ship here as a guest, but that to me was extremely confusing about the beginning of the movie. Absolutely. I don't know about you guys because the film starts in 1980, the original <laughs> setting of the original movie, right. and then cuts to today. So they're saying it's a reboot, but then they're making it a sequel. So, for me, there was just a lot of thought going on, like, just in the first five minutes of the film. I couldn't understand if this erased all of the events that we'd seen since the first Friday the 13th, or if we're supposed to have that historical knowledge going into this movie. Um, Yeah, just, like, kind of a real, all-over-the-place, like, mind-bender first five minutes. I I think what happened is Michael Bay got a hold of the franchise, and said, we're going to completely rewrite everything that's been written about Friday the 13th in the past and come up with our own plot, which, like you explained, is absolutely confusing. And it took us, right. when we watched it, like pausing the movie and having Kyle explain, like, where does this fall into the Friday the 13th canon? Right. And what do we need to take from previous movies to apply to this? And the answer is nothing. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I gave you an answer that I was not confident about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about what's going on. Right. <laughs> But uh, what we're led to believe is that in the original film, the mother is still the killer. She still gets decapitated. Right. But this time, Jason witnesses the murder. And so that's what leads him to be like a psychotic killer. So what we see in the beginning is the mom freaking out on the camp counselor who supposedly let Jason die. Um, and in the 1980. Camp- right. Yeah. And the camp counselor cuts her head off. Mm-hmm. But then Jason shows up. And gets the machete, and it was like, well, I guess he never died. Yeah, he's dead, but he's come alive, or he was never dead. Well, he was never I, dead. Oh, okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. So the mom was avenging her son's death, but she was wrong, and Jason was alive. He's right. like, I'm right behind you. But now he has valid reason to avenge his mom's death, right. even though she was wrong for trying to avenge his death. Like they still decapitated his mom in front of him, and that's what this movie is: is right. him avenging his mom's death. Well, okay, so she's killing the camp counselors because they were negligent for his death. Right. He's killing random people decades yeah, later. Just it's, not, yeah. it's not exactly revenge. To, to be fair, he runs in with the second group that he massacres. He runs into a young female attractive woman who reminds him right. of his mom. But that didn't... I'm, well, I guess it's a lot to assume that that probably wasn't his first kill. Like, what was he doing out there for 20 years? He was a very upset and disturbed. Yeah, for sure. He had he his mom's head. He looks fucking weird. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> what was he doing for food? Yeah. I think I, he was the, eating the rats. I think, okay, okay. and this, this goes back to my first impression. Like, all of these questions came flooding into my mind within the first cold open, because this is still before the credits. It's like, whatever, Cinemas Presents or whatever, and then... It's showing us this, which is basically a two-minute-long recap of the original movie, and then, yeah, just flooded with questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we jump to present day, Uh, 2009, 
and there's five people. Present day 2009. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's five people that are smoking and poking their way mm-hmm. yeah. uh, on vacation. Uh, two of the guys are there for alternative reasons, which is to find the weed that yeah. is planted out there. That, yeah, that, that good New Jersey weed. Yeah. yeah. Somehow they got tipped off on. We don't know New how. New Jersey forest. Really. Yeah, they have a tip that there's a large weed farm and they use a GPS coordinate device yeah. in order to find it. They're pretty close, but they settle down as a group because like, hey, we're tired. Let's like sit down. We have a campfire scene and uh, the legend of Jason, the well, serial they also mentioned that shared. This weed they're going to get is going to make them rich. Which, like, I don't know how much weed they're, they're right. getting, but whatever it is, it's going to be divided at least by two, probably by more. Yeah. yeah. So they're, like, tops, like a couple thousand dollars, yeah. maybe. I <laughs> mean, we are talking about 10 years ago from now. So it's like so 50000 So it's like you still had to go find yeah. weed and buy it from a dealer and whatever. Like, right. there was money to be made there, but... Yeah, I don't know how much but when they, they were saying. He was like talking about buying a boat. And right. Like, yeah. <laughs> when it, they, felt, it felt like there was enough to like slang at a college campus for like a right. month. Yeah. They're, right. they're looking at like a, for sure. a one-time score. Yeah. Like, yeah. They actually show the weed. And when you see it, like they don't reveal more than maybe four or five pretty big plants. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the idea is that it's supposed to be like a big weed farm. What you're waiting for when you watch the movie is that like crane shot, right. zoom like, out, or just like shit. endless. This right. weed right. instead it's just like oh behind these trees like near the creek there's like a few to weed plants fair, yeah. <laughs> to be fair the four plants that they show were pretty impressive for new jersey considering that they had to survive a new jersey winter and like we don't know exactly when this so was it's set, stronger but weed. it's like yeah it's it gonna looked, be resilient it looked like you know a like 60s hippie who's like 80 now has like a little bit of weed she's growing in her backyard to smoke for personal use and that's what they stumbled upon and it's like score like the the, the tip was like that's their grandma like (laughs) my grandma grows weed we can just rip her off we can just ask her no no no. they mentioned they're gonna put all the weed in their bag and like they have a backpack right it's like they're not bringing a ton back no like Kyle said it's for personal use or to like Sell it at college for like a week. Yeah, and then they don't know what they're doing. One of you guys pointed out that like when they find the weed and stumble upon it, he smells the leaf. He doesn't yeah. even smell the like actual yeah. bud. Yeah, he's just <laughs> like, smelling like, like the iconic looking marijuana shaped you can, leaf. You can tell whoever wrote the movie like definitely never tried this stuff. Look at all this reefer. Because yeah. so I don't want to get cannabis. too far ahead. Whoa, later... is that a dope plant? <laughs> when the guy brings in the bong and it's in like an armored suitcase kind of thing. <laughs> and when we were watching, you mentioned Kyle that it, it looks like the kind of suitcase that that the bad guy has in a movie that protects a little vial of like yeah, yeah like the, the virus that's gonna <laughs> that's uh, how that everyone kind of keeps their yeah, bong. and it's just like it's like a plastic purple bong that he pulls out of this like custom like pelican case that's formed to yeah it's I, got it's got a long tube on it and it reminded me of uh the caterpillar from alice in wonderland <laughs> like, yeah yeah just like just what's like, up dudes i brought my hookah just like, like super goofy <laughs> So in the beginning with the first group, um, the group gets there, they settle down, the couple start to form, and they're like going off to sleep with each other, and then the guy who's sort of looking for the weed the most ends up on his own going out there, um, and he finds the weed, Jason stabs him, and I think one of the... the takeaway for me, this was the first time I've ever seen the movie. Right. And for those of us that were watching it that um, had the same experience, like 
it was such a relief when you find out after Jason wreaks havoc on this group that they weren't our main characters because we were already yeah. like talking about how like I don't care about these characters yeah. at all. No, very, yeah. Which is true for the next group that yeah. the, the movie is based around, but for this group even more, it was right. just like it was a it good It was alarming because yeah. so they had the cold open where it's flashback to the eighties and then this gets revealed as actually the second cold open. So mm-hmm. there's two cold opens before the credits even roll. Yeah, it's literally um, like a like a short film. It's like 25 right. minutes of For like sure. getting to know these people, watching them get and brutally the two murdered. that are remotely interesting are the guys that are harvesting the weed. Right, yeah. and they're immediately they go down cold. early. Yeah, and it's like, and damn it, there's the this most <laughs> yeah the most annoying potential <laughs> protagonists are the last two people, and you're like. 15, 20 minutes into the movie thinking, fuck, now we have to watch them try to survive for like another hour and a half. This is going to be a long ride. Yeah, I was like, I'm over this right now. There's a moment too when that couple, because the couples branch off, two of them go out into the tent and do like the Austin Powers scene where he's like doing her from behind and for some reason there's a light shining on them. So it's projecting onto the tent and Jason's like watching them through the tent. Um, it's an, yeah, it's an uncomfortable scene. <laughs> They're trying to climax together. Right. Yeah, and time it just right while he's he's picking the perfect moment to come in and just shred them. Yeah. But the other couple uh, goes into the house and finds Jason's stuff, and that's when yeah. it's apparent, like, oh, this Camp Silver Lake legend is true. And one of the things that I wrote down that I thought was funny that was stated right there is the guy presses the key on the piano and he's like, look at this stuff. It's ancient. It's like from another century. But like that took place 20 years prior. So like Jason, when you first see him in the first little scene that he's in when he watches his mom get decapitated, Mm -hmm. he's what, like eight or 10? So now he's like 28. Like thirty, it's probably know. like thirty-eight. Yeah, right. So it was like twenty-nine years right. later. So the right. couple's in the cabin and they find the locket, yeah. and that's an important piece because uh, while they're there, the guy notices like, "Hey, look at this old locket. Um, looks a lot like you," and she keeps it. Um, when Jason wreaks havoc on the rest of the group, you're led to believe right before the credits come up that he kills everyone, but you don't actually see the girl with the locket die. You just see him wind up with the the machete and he comes down the credits roll. It's six weeks later. And like, we just start over again with a new group. 35 minutes into the movie and it's like Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then that, and then you realize, Oh, okay. We're about to begin act one. But that was all. Yeah. All those five people that were just murdered. That, that, that was, was just the, the character building the on Jason. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And we were, <laughs> to get you in the we were talking about story structure, and Kyle mentioned, having seen this a lot more than any of us, um, that the story structure was interesting. What I like about that stuff is uh, it gives you what you want earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to see a slasher film, right. like, that's the kind of entertainment you're waiting for. It is true. And so often in slasher films, it takes 45 minutes, mm-hmm. 65 minutes right. to, like, get to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So in terms of uh, just watchability... For me, it's like it's totally passable. Like, okay, we're gonna have this yeah. first group. He's gonna wreak havoc on them, and then we're gonna have to start it all over again. And they, was, they they do a good job of selling it. Like Aaron literally pointed out, like I can't believe these two people are like we're gonna have to yeah, follow right. them. No, they gave and, them backstory and everything. Yeah, and I you remember the be. first time I saw it, like it subverted my expectations too. I was like, holy shit, what? Like, yeah, we're that was the intro. Well, yeah, like, that was yeah. a good yeah. mechanism I thought it was cool. because yeah. you are a little bit connected to these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been one thing if it was just a blind whatever. Murder. 
murder right. at the beginning, and you're like, yeah. okay, this is about murder. But you kind of are, you're led to believe this is who the movie's about. Yeah, I also it, to that point, like I I like how the original five friends that get axed or whatever, that's very true to the old Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like it's cheesy. They're sitting around the campfire telling ghost stories, like and. At first, I was like, all right, we've seen this a million, billion times. And then I think by killing those characters off, it was smart directorial move maybe where it's like, look, we're flipping the script on the slasher thing. Like, you thought you knew, now you don't. How did you guys like the the kills in the first group? I thought they were like the best of the movie. Yeah, they were really good. We have the bear trap. The bear trap is great. The bear trap was gnarly. And when they find the guy who was looking for the weed... And the, the couple who's like last surviving comes across him, his ear has been torn off mm-hmm. and placed around the roots of the weed plant. Like to mm-hmm. me, that is so creative and yeah. disgusting. No, and yeah. like, what is he trying to say? Yeah. Also, like later in the movie, it's like the five families are like looking for their kids, but like they're not around. We can't find them. It's cold. And it's like there's ears in bushes places. Right. Like yeah, Jason yeah. didn't go there back and clean that up. In fact, yeah. like later we see a lot of the evidence. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when the what next group doing? of teens is just casually hiking, it's like, what's this broken GPS? And it's like the cop that they run into is like, the case is cold. And it's like, it's been six weeks. Like you, he's like, we sent out a search party. So, Three yeah. dozen interviews. He recommends they go look somewhere else. That was for almost him. something like, where, like, I felt like they were building a bigger plot where it's like, right. oh shit, the town's like in on it, and then yeah. that never surfaced no. into anything. It was just like, oh, the that's just that's bad lazy. police work. Yeah. yeah, that's just <laughs> the favorite one for me was the sleeping bag. Like, I loved her just like being hung upside down over the fire, just like roasting like a marshmallow. Yeah, did she just cook so like one of those easy oven bags? Did she cook to the point? Like, how did she fall? Like, did she just cook to the point? And I then think the she... bag burned yeah. and ripped, and yeah, so she, she fell, fell out. Like, and by then, down, she was yeah. already dead because oh, she yeah. had been cooked. Yeah. Yeah. I think the smoke probably got She got broasted. Yeah. Right? yeah, that at least made her pass out. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely the most, like, visceral one for me in the entire film was the bear trap. Like watching the yeah. bear trap close on his shin yeah. and tear the skin down his leg yeah. and then just have him struggling longer. Like so much of the movie, you have like the quick arrow through the face right. or the stab just through the, the head yeah. or the stab through the chest. And it's like they're dead instantly. Right. That guy had pain for yeah. a while. Another thing that I really liked about the group of the first five people that get killed is just the camaraderie between all the dudes. And I like how excited each of the guys gets for his friend to get laid. It's like, bro, you gotta go. Like she wants to go in the tent. Yeah. And it's they spend so long like like high fiving and broing out over the fact that like, oh cool, like Aaron's Aaron's gonna make out with that girl. But we're talking about it for like 15 minutes in front of the girl and she's like come on come she's on she's dancing she's, by herself she's literally taking her shirt off <laughs> yeah. and being like she's come on get in the breast. yeah she's she's like pouring yeah and and then like the best thing you can think to say is because you have a glow stick you wave the glow stick at the guy and go may the force be with your schlong like that yeah. was like one of the last things that that character said to anybody in his life like those were like I think it was he, yeah. he goes he, in the woods with his walk no he sings it might, it, yeah he he's sings. singing he's and singing it might have been himself. something like oh jackpot or whatever when he finds yeah. the weed but really like the last human contact he made was just like may the force be with your schlong and then he walks into the woods and it's like yeah like I don't know. It's Honestly, hard to feel there's bad worse. For you. There's yeah. worse. Well, I'm sure. Lines. I'm sure there are. But yeah, I mean, so we have the bear trap. 
Um, We're all giving it to each other, really. There's the head split in that one. And then the Jason slices down the guy's head yeah, when he's in the bear trap. That's pretty gnarly. And then you see him about to kill the girl, but then, then we see the Friday the 13th logo come up. And then at six weeks later, um, a group is at a gas station. And it's just like, oh, we got to introduce ourselves new, new people. to yeah. like a whole new group of people. Yeah. They're like the same crew. The Basically best, uh, the same crew. There's like with, eight of them, though. There's yeah. five. Well, it's confusing because like three to four of the guys all look almost exactly <laughs> the same. So it, I can't tell how many people are coming out. It's like a clown car where it's like, I swear that guy came out of the car already. And then, yeah. We have Trent run into um, this guy who's handing out flyers. It's a missing girl flyer. And we come to understand very soon that this is the brother of the girl from the first group. So six weeks later, the cops are apparently completely done with their investigation. He's Case on the hunt. Yeah. We sent out a search party. And uh, he's on the hunt to find his missing sister. And uh, Trent is very upset that this guy is handing out a flyer in front of him in line when all he wants to do is like buy his like beer and Cheetos or whatever it is that he's trying to stock up on for their weekend in the woods. Like He's like irrationally like disrespectful to this guy who's looking for his missing sister yeah and he doesn't change the rest of the movie every scene he's abrasive and obnoxious and mean yeah and it's and and completely unlikable you very quickly come to realize it's not just because he has some weird like beef with that new stranger that got in front of him in line he's just a dick to everybody his closest friends yeah for sure (laughs) his the girlfriend character asks like you know if you're gonna be this uptight why did you invite these people to the house and uh pretty soon we have the same guy who's handing out flyers at the gas station show up at their cabin we see him go around to a few different places he's handing out flyers we're introduced to a couple fringe characters there's the old lady with the dog uh, we meet the wood chipper guy which is funny mm-hmm. because he's like hey have you seen this missing girl and he's like no I but wish. but no but yeah i wish <laughs> but would you want to buy some weed because i found some weed yeah and it's like yeah. this guy which no actually though until then it was like like that was the end and then when like oh fuck like i bet it's the same weed Hey, all you 5GFA fans. Are you you looking for a fun and structured activity where you could also get super baked? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, like, seriously, check out High and Seek. High and Seek is a pretty chill place. It's fucking dope. (laughs) High and Seek is a pretty chill place where you can just blaze a bunch of grass and then play hide and seek in a forest. That's that is that is really tight. So you um you play you smoke a ton of weed. That's sick. You play hide and seek with um the other campers yeah. and then uh you both just kinda wander around really fucking Where do we meet? And this is where Jason shows up, um, slices his neck, and then he finds the iconic hockey mask. Right. Mm-hmm. And and puts that on. Yeah, so in the original he is like deformed. Right. And I think you're led to believe that he's like a zombie and he's been at the bottom of Camp Crystal Lake where he drowned for yeah. like twenty years, just like decomposing. Yeah. And then But like, it's like let's say like for the sake of a reboot. Because mm-hmm. I know you're correct, but for the mm-hmm. sake of a reboot, it's like, all right, I just saw this normal-looking ten-year-old watch his mom get her head chopped off, and then like we don't get a good look at him though. Yeah, that's true. It's dark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I liked it because like this movie, if you're familiar with the you know scope of the series, like in the second one is when he has the brown 
like uh, bag over his head right. as mm-hmm. a killer, which mm-hmm. he like keeps for the first forty minutes of the movie. Then he finds a hockey mask, just like he did in the third one. And then throughout the movie, there's all these little things that are like nods to the other ones. Right. And so, like, just as a fan of the series, like, I love that. I love that he yeah. found the hockey mask, and like, they're just tying in. It felt like a greatest hits of like the it entire did. series, which is like why I like it. The uh, the third movie of the original franchise is in 3d and i feel like for me that was a big entry into the franchise like that's one of the ones that i hold as you know like a benchmark um there's a lot of like like guy turns with the fishing rod and it's in your face like just like (laughs) cheap 3d gags and i kind of wish they just threw something like that in here for no reason other than to like homage the fact that that one is like blatantly just it's like jaws it's it's like machete straight out yeah it's ridiculous not like like, whoa they open a cabinet and like a cobra snake like jumps out at you yeah they should have thrown some of that in i agree what is it about like a deformed face that just adds to the character of a villain because we get this in Halloween, right? Yeah. Freddy Krueger is like this. Yeah. All of these classic slashers just happen to have yeah. a, a deformed face. It's actually the... like fairly problematic. Okay, so we're back with the group. Um, they've arrived at their Trent's cabin. Um, we have the uh, the brother with the missing sister flyers show up. There's some friction there, like we mentioned. Um, and one of the couples ends up going off onto the other side of the boat and are the other side of the lake and they get on the boat so there's some beer pong going on there's some partying going on we're starting to separate the groups mm-hmm. into areas which is a great slasher well it's interesting because like beer pong like a lot of people it's actually beirut is the game <laughs> <laughs> our beer pong expert trent the like main resident douchebag whose house it he's is he's such a douche he's outside yeah. with uh ryan hansen from party down love and, ryan hansen yeah and ryan hansen is like hey we're gonna like go gas up the truck like you know can we take your car and trent's like yeah and like while he's doing that like uh ryan hansen's behind him like making like i'm gonna bang this chick motion (laughs) and just like yeah the the girl invites the other couple they're Mm -hmm. like come on down with us and he's like no like i'm totally gonna smack your ass yeah and and then he like gives him the keys and he's like have fun but like also like don't take the boat out yeah (laughs) yeah but it's another scene of like them just being like super bro-y like you're gonna get some bro right nice yeah no it's (laughs) it's like boys will be boys you know (laughs) it's like here's the keys go have fun but don't take the boat out you bastard which in hindsight because we learned later she's a proficient yeah wakeboarder proficient she is professional so yeah. good at wakeboarding yeah it's crazy so it's a crime to not let her take the boat yeah. out to showcase yeah ryan hansen's not supposed to take the boat out and as soon as he gets the keys is like uh is does it make me a weirdo that like now i'm definitely gonna take the boat out and she's like it makes you a sociopath. Is it weird that I find that hot? <laughs> it's just like, okay. And then the next scene. And I really thought they'd make it after that scene. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then immediately she's just topless wakeboarding. Yeah. It's like, like hard cut to just like, she's, she's like jumping wakes like very well. She's, she's doing putting tricks. On a clinic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Without doing a backflip, she's doing the most technically yeah. insane. I've never seen anything ever. like it. Like just, outside of the X Games or whatever. Yeah. And and like just bikini bottoms yeah, for like, some reason. They show the board and the angle is just like 15 degrees. Yeah. Like she's like grinding the carving, yeah. carving yeah. the water. She does like, she gets at least like six feet of air like twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so impressive. Yeah. So we have the boat scene 
and uh, we have the beer pong scene kind of running concurrently. And then we have Jenna, who is our main girl, and she walks off with the, the brother with the missing sister uh, posters, and they find Jason's cabin. Um, and uh, it's revealed underneath Jason's cabin that the sister is still alive and being held captive. The sister from the opening, but not the cold opening. The, the second, second opening, opening from the remake <laughs> right. the first of group, the 1980 the mo- the original. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's present day, but six weeks ago, girl. She's the one that looks like the mom, and yeah. she has the locket yes. on right. the, From the Weed Finders group. Right. Yeah. Weed and, finders. And you, Weedfinder. you understand when you see the locket on her that... He's keeping her alive because she reminds him of his mom or is right. dumb enough to think that is his mom. We don't, we don't know. know. He's like somehow enchanted. You mm-hmm. do see in the first cold open when the head gets chopped off, like he as a little boy is looking at his mom's head and then the mouth doesn't move or anything, but he hears the head say like, kill them all, Jason, kill them all for mommy. And so it's like, yeah. all right, it's like vaguely established that he's yeah. like, Got some weird, so, like, psychotic mom thing. So they have a run-in with Jason, and Jason gets his bag, um, which drops down, and now um, the sister who's held captive gets access to the bag real quick, unbeknownst to Jason. Um, and she does something genius. She finds the missing posters, and she realizes, oh, my gosh, it's my brother that's up there. Yeah. And then she, like, finds the GPS that's been broken. That they found. That they yeah. found, and she decides to take it apart and like get a piece of the electronics that she knows she can pick the lock with right. for her handcuffs and it's like who in their right mind actually thinks yeah. of that yeah well she they didn't really go too much into it but she studies like electrical engineering <laughs> she's in grad school um and she she's has, also a locksmith yeah yeah Apprentice, uh, no, a locksmith apprentice. It was yeah. it was like straight MacGruber, and then within twenty seconds of her like trying to, Jason comes back and like yeah. grabs her by the neck, yeah. and yeah. It, that plan is over and he never just come back tell, to. Like, yeah. And and it's kind of explained why she's being kept alive. Um, obviously, we know that she looks like his mom, um, but when he's face to face with her, and uh, he has the opportunity to kill her, it's like why is he keeping her alive? You know what's what's his fixation on this woman? And why doesn't he like kill her like everybody else? Did you say that it is explained? I mean, it's shown. It's shown. It doesn't yeah. seem would... like it's explained very well. Right. To me, like, why was he? I mean, obviously, she's been alive for six weeks already. Yeah. But to me, the explanation is like, oh, he's keeping her around because he reminds. Right. Him. I think it. I think he's most likely keeping her alive because of her striking resemblance to right. his right, dead right. mother. This is a nice time. Whether to, he thinks uh, it's her or not. To touch on this, film critic Rob Hubinek said about this movie, The year is young and we already have a contender for worst film. If you really sit down and give this movie a good watch like we all just did, there's a lot in there. There is a lot in there. So the killing has started. Um, the group's been separated a little bit. And um, we, we return to the party. And there's the, so- the, the scene with the shot glass. Um, one of the guys like breaks you know, the heirloom. And so Trent, of course, is like irate at him. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. Like, I'm a really good woodworker. And he ends up going to the shed for some tools, which separates him from the group as well. Yeah. yeah. That's why they call him Wood Wizard. It's not because he's always masturbating. He makes that really clear. <laughs> the, uh, the shed scene is interesting because there was another time where someone wanders into a house that's not theirs. 
and just takes all the liberties in the world. Absolutely. Touching, mm-hmm. moving, yeah. shaking, opening, everything possible. Yeah. yeah. He's working on his crossover. He's working yeah. on his yeah. puck handling. He's drinking yeah. Lagavulin in front of the cupboard. He breaks a <laughs> Chugging lamp. Chugging it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He goes to the shed to fix something he broke and breaks a lamp. Yeah. And, and, there's, yeah. and, and so that's, I think, where it's justified going back to the beginning when she's like, if you don't trust these guys not to mess up your house, why'd you even invite them? Just and a valid it's like, point. yeah, well, this guy... Is yeah. just like knocking shit over, yeah. breaking lights, opening up like a scotch safe and drinking aged scotch yeah, that keeps, doesn't belong to who him. Who keeps scotch in the garage? Right. Like their nice right. stash of alcohol. Yeah, it's like, so, yeah log of put it, like put it in the shed out friend. back yeah, with no AC. Like yeah. Yeah. that's a big, nice, expensive yeah. house. They for sure have like a liquor like right. cabinet that you know. You get the feeling like. <laughs> These people are all friends. At least whoever's like old friends is they go back a long ways because there's no interaction that leads you to believe these are really close friends now. Right. Yeah. Whatever yeah. relationship they have is just like cemented in right. childhood. Yeah. yeah. The Some only, sort of reunion. Yeah. Something. The only two people that are friends are Chewy and Lawrence. Right. They're um, great friends. They seem really close. They have each but other everyone back. else, it's like who? Yeah. Lawrence makes yeah. the Lawrence attempt to go Lawrence, save yeah, him. Tries to go so when they all become privy and they're like, okay, there's a murder on loose. Like, what do we do? Lawrence is like, I need to go get Chewy, and he grabs a walk. As yeah. a shield, right, and the fire Just poker Captain America from style. the fireplace, and it's like this guy's actually thinking a little bit. Yeah, like he's everybody else seems to not have a weapon when they could. Yeah, and and Chewie is kind of a loose cannon. He's a raging. Yeah, alcoholic. Lawrence takes care of Chewie. You could tell yeah. that's the dynamic There's, of their friendship. In the right? in the Beirut <laughs> scene from earlier. One of, the, <laughs> one of the parts I loved was, uh, so Chewie makes a game-winning shot and, like, pulls off his shoe to be like, you guys have to drink, like, what's it, uh, shoot the boot? Shoot the boot. Right. Yeah, shoot yeah. the boot. So he pours beer in his shoe, and the other, the losing team refuses to do it. He calls them pussies and drinks it himself, <laughs> and it's just like, you just... Played yourself, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. Also, like, now it's said, like you lost. <laughs> yeah. He also said form. that was 10 games, or that was 10 wins. You have to shoot the boot. And it's like, man, you guys were really playing Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> so when Jason shows up to Chewie, uh, Chewie gets the screwdriver in the neck. Mm-hmm. And then when Lawrence comes after him, he's hit in the head with the hanging body. Yeah. But then when he fights with Jason, like he gets a couple punches in. He does, and he gets away for a little while. Right. And he, uh, Jason throws the machete. The axe. The axe. The axe. Jason throws yeah. The yeah. Axe. He's on the way Hell back the to the shot. house, and he just throws the axe. Uh, yeah. Twenty-five, thirty yards. On that, yeah. Can we go back just for one second? Yeah. So when they're riding the speedboat you just see this arrow come flying through what's-his-name's head. And then it pans back, and you see Jason on the shore. It's not even a crossbow. It's a regular bow and arrow. Like, he took aim as an archer would and shot this dude through the eye with a speedboat that's going probably, like, 50 50 miles an hour. Like, a moving target. Yeah. 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 Just so, like, this guy's got aim. Like, he... Yeah. They're they're in the middle of the lake, too. They're not near the side. Like, it's, like, like 200 meters. From that point on, I was like, man, lucky shot. But then later in in the shed, it's like, oh, shit, no. Like, he can throw an axe right into that guy's back. Yeah, that was, again, like, 50 meters that time. Yeah, 100%. And he he holds it over his head. He fucking tomahawks it to that guy's back. And then he pushes him. Like when he's on the ground, the axe is in his back. He pushes him down so that it splits through his sternum. Uh, And when the cop shows up, Jason gets the cop through the front door. 
Um, and that one, you're like, okay, who cares? Yeah. This guy didn't look for any of these right. murdered yeah. kids. Right. Like, yeah, he, he, he closed the case. Yeah. And, and now it's like jokes on you. Yeah. Like, you yeah. could have caught kind this guy. Kind of a bummer for Jason if this is the guy that's been running the law enforcement show for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. This guy was like the best option for him. <laughs> right. Like, this guy doesn't investigate there's, shit. Yeah, no. after this after the events of this film, there's no way they're not going to hire somebody better. Because yeah, it's like, all right, right. this cop this was an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. when they, when they so. go to the old lady's house and the dogs bark and she's like, locals know where to walk, but everyone else comes out here and if you disappear, you're dead. Right. And it's like, everyone knows people get murdered out here and yeah. the cop's just, just not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, right. No, it's why it's bother another calling. missing person why, out yeah. of Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Jason also gets Brie on the like taxidermied animal horns. Oh right, on the wall. Yeah, juicy. Um, and so then they kind of start to split up. That Jason showed up at the cabin, and Trent runs to the cop radio and tries to get help. But then the body is dropped on the car, and they're running in the woods, and they're like all separating. Um, The truck shows up, and you're kind of wondering who the driver is. You think maybe it's Jason inside of a tow truck. And we Trent meets his demise when Jason pops up behind him and pushes him through the tow of the tow truck, mm-hmm. and the truck drives away with his body hanging just on dangling. the back. That was my favorite kill yeah, for sure. It's the a truck driver like couldn't have been creepier. Yeah, yeah just, for sure. He's on oxygen he just waves tank quietly. His nose, yeah. So. Yeah. Also, Jason doesn't like get in vehicles, but they drove down to the lake where he murdered them. Like. He's just everywhere He's all the fast. time. He's it's fast classic, yeah. like, yeah. Friday the 13th. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just... It would have been really funny to see him just driving a pickup truck. Yeah. like Because you never get that in any of these right. movies. Um, our main girl and the, the brother come back to the cabin where the sister is being held hostage. Um, we see her again. And uh, they find the crawl space underneath the cabin. And uh, Jason shows up. And there's a little chase scene, too. In the cabin. So you see the bus that leads to the mine shaft right. that he calls out of. And I think that is a way of showing his network of tunnels. Right. And that's how he's getting able to get around right? so yeah. quickly. Right. When everyone else is going over terrain, right. he's going through That's a good plot two. point yeah. because he always shows up right behind right. who you're trying to like see how they're going to die. Right. And like, Again, how does he do that? Kind of leans into my theory that this ain't his first kill. Um, <laughs> the main girl... Jenna, I will call her Jenna. We'll call her Jenna. And sure. she, and then the other one's Jenna. She gets stabbed from behind, and now it's easy to follow which characters are which because there's only two left, right, and exactly. it's the brother and sister, and right. you're like, okay, I can let my mind rest but a little bit. But the whole bit, time you're just, still kind of thinking like, there's time for one more sex scene, but I don't know if it's going to happen because it's, it's, you kind of have to keep reminding yourself that they are siblings. Um, so they reach the school bus portion of this underground network of tunnels, um, and the girl gets to fight back a little bit when she gets a run in with Jason. She kicks him in the face a few times um, when she's hidden. And uh, the brother gets smashed on the top of the school bus. Mm-hmm. I thought he died because they're just, you know, having so many kills so fast. Yeah. Um, but it's revealed soon after that he's still alive. He gets her out. Um, and they continue to get away. They go to a barn, which is the climax, like the final fight, which is also the climax of the fifth movie. So again, they're pulling in like these elements from mm-hmm. all the other films, right. which I the appreciated. Fifth element. Oh. And the guy finally does what I've been waiting for the whole time, with the exception of Lawrence and the walk shield. Mm-hmm. He grabs a weapon. Mm-hmm. So they're in these sheds that have plenty of like metal, There's a lot of rusted stuff, stuff yeah. and he finds like a hook, which arguably is not the easiest 
mm-hmm. weapon to right. use. Like, I feel like you have to come at a you weird angle. Yeah, it looked you like you the bear trap that. kind of thing, right? It, it was, was like a bear a, trap, I thought. Yeah. I no, thought there was, is that. There's that. Oh, there's okay. yeah. I thought he had a huge hook. He does at one point. He, like, clamps it to the bear Sounds trap. Sounds like we need right? to do a rewatch. Yeah, let's... <laughs> he clamps it to something because the bear trap, like, captures Jason. And right. then it, like, wheels Yeah, they, like, right. bear trap him on the back or something. That's what the chains... Yeah, yeah so right. the wood chipper starts. Mm-hmm. They get Jason chained up. It looks like he might hang to death. Um, but instead, the... the uh, What do you call it? The... Thing the that beam. The, the beam above right. him breaks. breaks. Yeah. And what's really smart is the sister for the first time finally hones in on like what they can use against him. Right. When she's able to stop him for a second and hold the locket up and like kind of snap some sense yeah. into him, where I guess it's not just I think another good like, you know, in the script there's this little subtext kind of thing going on where everyone else it's like, come on, pick up the me- pick up the weapon. Come on, blah, blah, blah. They're in shock. This is their first time dealing with Jason for her. She's had six weeks to think this out. That's so true. She, she's not scared of Jason. Her doing that gives him the chance to chain him up. Um, it breaks free, but he's being pulled towards the whip chipper. And uh, we give her some redemption at yeah. the end because mm-hmm. she gets to the last stab right. for him. And she says what before she stabs him? I'm not your fucking mommy. <laughs> no, no, close. <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> she says. She says, Jason, say hi to mommy. Yeah, and then In she hell. stabs him. But what's weird to me is like he doesn't fall into the wood chipper. No, like the whole like intensity of the scene is that he's being pulled closer and closer right. to the wood chipper. It's just really roping him in so they can run. If he goes into the wood chipper, there's no no sequel. franchise. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're just you're a sausage. They make it. <laughs> they make it look like they kill Jason. He's at least unconscious. Um, they wrap him up. They throw him in the lake. And then they have you a see the mask float. To the yeah, bottom, they have a, know, like a oh, this is over finally. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a, it's a very <laughs> ceremonial yeah, dropping of the body. Falling. You have yeah. the mask you and you have all, the locket. I could feel it in the room, like the tension that we were all feeling. We kind of yeah. all breathe this collective. Well, we all looked around and smiled like <sighs> it's, it's over. over. We can it's move done. on with our lives. Yeah, exactly. it, there's a shot of the mask at the end where you're like, oh, the credits are gonna roll right, right. after this, and then you know you but can think what you want, but instead they actually do decide to show him. Come back to life. Kind of launching out of the water. Launching with the under, the under the dock. Uh, yeah, he breaks through, through the dock and he just about grabs her. Yeah. And, and then says, we get the credits. Smoking. Yeah. Which, should they have done that? Which, okay, so in a lot of the other ones, it's like a dream sequence. Yeah, like, like you find classic. out. Like, but my, this is not my howdy do that, but it is a good howdy do that. Right. How, he comes out with the mask on and it's right. like, that was floating was, at the bottom yeah. with you. Like, you like, like, like rush to of, put it yeah, on. Instead of just coming up to kill them, you like <laughs> swam to the bottom to put your mask on. But I think that is how he did that because then when he's on the bottom, that's how he like, pushed off from the bottom so hard to launch himself up through the wood. It's gotta be like twenty five like feet for him yeah. to get from the bottom right. and through like a dock. And he's like in a bag, like hasn't moved in an hour and it's just like now's Classic my rest. But my question is like should they have done that? Should they have ended the movie with more mystery. I think they thought sure. this was going to be a sequel. Yeah, like, I think this they is thought the it reboot. was. The reboot. Every, every Jason is well, like, yeah. start over. It's it, like Spider-Man. But yeah. that's what happens. Like, they got to make it to keep the movie rights. The sequels obviously get more and more and more ridiculous. People were still seeing them, but like, intrigue for the franchise. It's like, okay, now he's in outer space. Now it's Freddy versus Jason. Like, they're it's waning. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Hey, all you 5GFA fans. Are you looking for a fun, structured activity where you can also get super baked? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are here to tell you about Camp Crystal Bake. Camp Crystal Bake is the adult sleepover camp where you just uh, you toke hella reefer and okay. participate in classic camp activities. Activities like harvesting bud. Done that. Trimming and bagging that bud. Check. Transporting the bud to the supply barn. That's like my favorite part. Patrolling the perimeter for any trespassers. That's kind of a bummer. And more. Okay, well that sounds fun again. That's fun. Um, that's Camp Camp Crystal Bake. All right, let's get categories started with some categories that we're going to start right now. Let's start with best scene I saw. The best saw that I seen was just the whole opening after the cold opening in the remake of the original 1980 Friday the 13th, okay. also called Friday the 13th. Okay. Uh, I, I, I just loved, like we already talked about it, just how you think you're hanging out with, this is the movie, these are the characters, and then they all get brutally murdered for half an hour, and then you jump into the opening actual credits. Um, I just really thought it was like an interesting, creative way, like Pollard said, you get these kills like right off the bat and you're already like, you don't have to wait for it. So I just like loved the opening of this movie and that was uh, my best scene I saw. Yeah. Dan, what do you got? In a movie full of memorable scenes. In a movie. <laughs> in a movie full of memorable scenes, I, I think that there is a really like clear present best scene i think we all kind of agree on it and so i'll let aaron talk about yeah it. the wakeboarding scene the wakeboarding scene is phenomenal it's so good it's just so good it's so um, out of place yeah and bizarre yes. that that's in there yeah yeah you're, it's, she's a better wakeboarder than Anne marie chadwick is yeah, a surfer. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> like I've, I've never seen that um and it's like to kyle's point it wasn't like excessive flips and tricks it was just like she's so technically yeah. sound at wakeboarding Huge completely topless they're completely <laughs> topless. Yeah, and for like, no reason. And Ryan and, Hansen's just loving that she's yeah. naked doing right. it, but she's like, "This is my passion." She's like, got. She's like the Dave Mira of wakeboarding, <laughs> yeah. right. but the chest of Salma Hayek. <laughs> You're just like, "This yeah. is insane." How are it's, you? It's absolutely you nuts. It's the and one time like, that you look in the credits for like, who did the stunt for that? No, it was actually all her. <laughs> right, she did it. <laughs> The bikini top just slows her down. It's like not aerodynamic. That's why she takes it off. It's someone, no, nothing to be sexy or anything. Someone it's approached just... her with the like, what if you won an X game, gold medal, yeah. and an Oscar in the same year? Yeah. And she's like, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. I know I'm getting the X game medal. And a, I don't know about the Oscar. And a best new starlet. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan commented while we were watching it. He was like... When they were casting this movie, they had to find someone that was an incredible wakeboarder and also willing to go topless. Yeah, yeah. I feel like like so how did they find. put that casting call out? Like, yeah, like they found some other wakeboarder who like had a bizarre chest and like yeah. this isn't gonna work. Yeah, out. like <laughs> or, got fake titties. Like, also, can you wakeboard yeah. extremely Look, we've, well? We've seen a lot of great knockers today, but can you wakeboard <laughs> at a professional level? That's the real question. Yeah. It was a long process. It's yeah. incredible. <laughs> Any and other best scenes? Those, I was going to say, like, besides that one, I touched on it a little bit in the beginning of the pod, but I really liked the scene where the dude's fucking that chick in the tent and the light's shining from behind them, <laughs> and it does the Austin Powers thing where, like, for no reason, you just see them going at it. He's from behind, and her boobs are just, like, dangling, and it's just a shadow of them. Um, the, for some reason, the director chose to just show that for like one <laughs> second, uh, like probably 
24 frames and then I, it really made that scene for me yeah yeah you noted that the killer cut edition that's seven minutes longer true doesn't yeah, include a, more graphic violence touched on yeah it's I was, more nudity and right. sex i was wikipediaing during this because there we were deciding should we watch the theatrical cut or the killer cut and then i looked the killer cut is like kyle said it it just has extended sex scenes so we might have got a, another shot. But I like it because for, for some of that scene, you're in there with them with the tent. And mm. that's obviously intimate. But then you get kind of Jason's view watching them fuck from outside of the tent. Their shadows cast like and, a, and you know. He's, I'm watching him watch them have sex. And which that's is interesting. interesting. It is interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the best scene I saw is Chewie related. Here's this guy at a party. It's getting rowdy. He breaks this guy's heirloom. Um, Trent sends him to the, like, go get some tools. And he's just like, he doesn't care at all that he just broke this, like, obviously precious item. And so he's like, don't worry. Like, I'm a really good woodworker. I'll fix it. So he goes to the garage, gets so distracted. He's he's so drunk. <laughs> he's clearly got ADHD. Yeah. <laughs> he, he finds the whiskey and he's like, oh, this stuff's good. So he takes a pull. That's, like, uh, maybe believable. And uh, and then he gets his hands on a basketball, starts dribbling by himself. If you're drunk at a party and you end up in like some like unfamiliar garage, like what's gonna make you decide to just start dribbling a basketball? Yeah. But then, but then he finds a hockey stick. Yes. So and he's he says, going on a journey of he says, fun. Now this is a real man's sport. <laughs> exactly. He's really <laughs> excited to like now this. Yeah. And so he's just like playing fake hockey announcer while he's. Like yeah. going around this garage and he breaks a lamp and yeah. uh, he's just so reckless. Aaron then, mentioned before. And then pretend I score a goal. <laughs> and then yeah. pretend you you stop me. <laughs> it's like, what is he he's doing? Just playing imagination in the garage. Yeah, by it was like the script read like he goes to the garage so he's away from the group and Jason can kill him. Yeah. And like does stuff. But he has yeah. some and improv this, under his yeah. belt. So he's they're like, you know, let's see where you take this. And so whoever like set up the props, he's like, oh, okay, they got a basketball. basketball There's a, a hockey stick. stick. Can I we put could. some whiskey in here yeah, too? Yeah. I think I could take a whiskey yeah. pull. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I like the death too because it's uh, garage related and he gets yeah. a screwdriver in the neck. So right. that's one of my favorite scenes. I just love that character. Yeah. He had a rough go of it in that little stretch there. Going from like trying to muster up the courage to approach the girl that was like clearly down for anyone. Yeah, which we didn't even touch upon at all. But the Trent... He's there with his girlfriend when his girlfriend <laughs> yeah. goes off with the guy from Gilmore Girls to help search, to for, help the search for the missing sister. Yeah. Trent fucks that girl instead of Chewie for a fucking long her time. for like a really long time. They it's a film really long, it. It's a yeah, like it's <laughs> like they're filming it in the movie and you're watching the video of them filming, filming themselves it. have yeah. sex, which is interesting. It Even is the girlfriend knocks on the door and he's like, "Go yeah, away!" He says, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the um. um and Chewy. then they're trying to climax together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a big theme of the yeah, movie. Yeah, a big theme like... of the movie is togetherness <laughs> for sure. But Chewie goes from like this girl, I'm gonna hook up with her. Yeah, like do the shot, the fire, yeah. and like, like talk she's to her, getting man, all talk to her. she's like yeah. seductive with him. They have she a blows good, out his shot. Right, they have this like banter and stuff, and then he trips over the table or the chair. Yeah. 
Because he uh, burns his lip Breaks on the that. Yeah. She goes off with Trent, bangs him. Yeah. He goes to the garage, gets sloppy, drunk, and murdered. Right. <laughs> like, it's a rough... It's yeah, a rough before that, words. like we said, he chugs beer out of his own shoe. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he goes out to the garage, right? Yeah, to, For, fix, yeah. Right, to fix the chair. Yeah. yeah. But right. he just gets very distracted. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it was, the, there's a lot of Lawrence even says, like, yeah, he'll fix it. He'll yeah, fix that's it. That's why they call me the wood wizard. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to how do you do that? Ryan Poulard, how do you do that? My how do you do that is a how'd she do that? Whoa! Whoa. And we've talked about how it a lot already. Yeah. How did she get so good at wakeboarding? <laughs> yeah. So do we have that another is... five minutes of content on the yeah, wakeboarding I mean... scene? Because it's immaculate wakeboarding. Dude, it, we already touched on this as well, but it was the crossbow from yeah. the Oh, the yeah, land. that's a good one. He shot it 200 meters, going 50 miles an hour right through the back of his head. Uh, he should be in the Olympics. My how to do that, we kind of touched on, uh, but it was how did all these people become friends with Trent? He's such oh, a douchebag the whole movie. And he's such a douchebag to these people who you assume are like his really close friends that went on this trip. And I don't know how they became friends. It has to have been, like I said, from an early, like they went to elementary school together. Yeah. Some yeah. Kind of thing. Because he's awful. Well, in a movie like this, you would have that character that owns this big, nice house. Right. And he's like the nerd. And it's right. like, oh, we're hanging out with him because you have a big, nice house. But yeah. this guy's like seemingly popular and cool yeah. and like good looking. But he's just a big ass tool. Yeah. Like huge he's tool. He's awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I agree. I can't believe that anyone would want to hang out with him. And no. everyone wants to bang him. Can everyone <laughs> wants to bang him. Can I, get a, can I get a time check right now? It is now 3.11. Do, 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 Here's do, some 3.11 at 3.11. Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. Chill, right up my side right with my eagle because. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to That Had to Hurt. Dan, That this, Had to Hurt. This movie's got a lot. Obviously, it's a slasher film. You're getting machetes through the head. For me, the most kind of visceral one was right in the beginning. We kind of talked about it a little, but the the bear trap just like you you see the skin like coming away from the bone, and it's just like ugh. And everything else, yeah, machete through the chest. You're expecting it, but the bear trap one, you you feel that one a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I have the same one with that because so the bear trap was the most like vicious mm-hmm. painful looking one obviously because you see the bone but also like emotionally it had to hurt because this guy was right. just banging the chick in the tent right like minutes earlier yeah. and all of a sudden he has his leg in a trap his girlfriend's getting barbecued in her sleeping bag while he's watching over a campfire um she he sees her die then he's getting saved seemingly and he sees jason come in and Hacksaw right. in the brain. Yeah, it's that's the helpless. That's, that's a rough five minutes. Yeah. Is that is that worse than the uh, the scars guard five minutes in Deep Blue Sea? Because he's well, scars guard got... survives at the end. So yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> also, what really has to hurt about that is he sees Jason barreling towards him, yeah. and the girl is in between him and Jason. Mm. So you would think he's about to hit her in the back of the right. head, and instead it's like, whack! Yeah. It's like, why, why'd from, you hit uh, me? Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, you already I'm already in the bear trap. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. Pollard, who organizes the reunion? I mean, I think the obvious answer is Jason organizes the reunion, but um, it's hard to call a reunion when everyone who's supposed to show up is dead. So I have an interesting idea, and I think that this plays along to the sort of freedom that comes in writing these movies anyway. There's no rules, right? So um, I have a construction contractor Mm -hmm. 
organizing the reunion okay. when they decide Ooh. to rebuild the campgrounds and resurface all of the buildings and come in and install new buildings and make the camp alive again. Cool. Gentrification. And yeah. this is where now all of a sudden this whole camp is being built in Jason's right. turf, right. Um, allowing him... A, What's the so reunion much. aspect? And if, it's like a, the reunion like aspect. They invite the families of the no, is it, so the, the contractors show up and they build this campgrounds, right. and the reunion really comes when the first camp is held, and Jason wreaks havoc on the entire campgrounds. Okay, yeah, like they're gonna revitalize the camp and redo yeah. it, but the only reason it's possible is because the police chief rendered everyone a missing person. It's not a mass murder <laughs> right. site. Yeah. Like, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. this is not happening. But yeah. as far as the press is concerned, there were never any murders that occurred here. Exactly. Yeah. They just have like. The How did you not disclose this to us? Twelve. Well, they know kids. that a yeah. new campground could be built there, and to uh, you know not stop mm-hmm. the revenue from coming. They right. want to keep that kind of yeah, thing under wraps. Under wraps. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. We'll see yeah. what happens. This is turning into more of a sequel than it is a reunion. But I, I agree that it's hard to do a reunion when everybody dies. <laughs> exactly. I've got one. Uh, my who organizes the reunion is the other sibling. We don't see him, but there's an even older brother named Greg, probably, who starts handing out flyers because his brother went missing looking for <laughs> his sister who went missing, and oh, they gosh. start the cycle of killing all over again. He like has that. to break the news that their dad died. Oh, there yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find my brother and sister so I can let them know dad's the dead. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have missed the dad's funeral. funeral. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. Dan, what do you got for the Clutch Award? What is his name? Lenny? Lawrence. Lawrence. I think Lawrence wins the clutch <laughs> award for me. Um, there's just like a few times where he is not the main protagonist in the movie, but to me, he proves himself to be like, you know, the hero of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the part where he smokes uh, out of his bong that he brought in this briefcase and then immediately gets so horny that he can't resist masturbating to a Sears catalog of a woman in a sweater. Um, he's a little hesitant to do it because there's a stuffed deer head watching him, but he turns the other way. And before he can really get to any business there, the other two walk in and they're like, where's Chewy? And instead of like finishing the job he started, he's like, yo, Chewie's out at the shed. Like, he's my best friend. I'm going out there to save him. And that's like, that's a big move. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, anybody else would have finished beating him. Oh, and yeah, then went absolutely. To yeah. <laughs> Kyle's out in the shed playing with hockey sticks again. Like, you know. My clutch award is the tow truck driver. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So it didn't ultimately pan out because he didn't get to save the guy, but like he stops when he sees this guy run out of the woods. That that is true. That never happened. And like it's Trent's fault for not just, I mean, obviously it's rightfully justified because he didn't know the guy's creepy. But the guy stopped and was legitimately going to help him. If he had gone to the truck, Trent would have lived. Still, still, when he does see him um, and he parks, he. He holds out his hand out the yeah, window. Yeah, he beckons, like, And is like, come here. here. Yeah, and like, it's just like, if you're that guy in real life, you're saying, like, hey, what are you doing out here? Yeah, with an older close up, He's old. He has, like, the oxygen tube things hooked up to his nose. Yeah. So he's not going to oh, be like, gosh, come yeah. over here, boy. Like, he's not, like, yeah. using his energy. Okay, so they've done their, their due yeah, diligence. Exactly. And, yeah, like, also, he's, what I'm saying. It's a well-thought-out script. <laughs> he saves Trent, too. Like, we never see Trent die. You know, he's just, he escapes. That's true. He drives Trent He's just impaled. On the back of the yeah. truck, <laughs> but he, maybe he's alive. Uh, so my clutch award is Jason. Um, we talked at the beginning of the movie about how it like subverted expectations with that like opening that extends, and you think this is like the people you're gonna follow. 
But I remember the first time I saw this movie, what I loved about it was, yes, it's a reboot, and they could have, like, just done the same thing, which they did, but they made Jason super just, like, Rambo. Like, we already talked yeah. about the mm-hmm. bow and arrow thing, yeah. but from the very first kill, he charges at him so yeah. fast. And you're just like, holy shit. In all the other Jason movies, he's like a zombie. Right. And he walks really he's slow, slow and he just gets hit. The and people like, that die in the originals him. deserve to die because they're so fucking stupid. So stupid. It's like yeah. they'll, they'll knock him down and then like stand above him to see if he's actually knocked out instead of running away. And right. then he stabs them. It's like, yeah, you kind of earned yeah. that And when one, it looks like... like a character is about to get away and has some ground on him like Lawrence, mm-hmm. he just throws an axe yeah, 40 exactly. yards. Like or yeah. when they're in the middle of the yeah. water, he just like shoots an arrow yeah. 80 yards. He sets bear traps. He like knows how to like handle right. like the lights and like puts on floodlights. Like he's got a whole underground tunnel system. Yeah. Uh, he's on a roof at one point. Right. Like he how climbs on the there. roof, yeah. and it's yeah. just like it's just like a Batman just... shot of him like up on the roof, <laughs> yeah, like Dark Knight kind of. Thing. But I just loved that. Like they changed that. Like that's why I like the yeah. movie a lot. Was it just made him so much more? Because like, in the old ones, it's like yeah. this would never happen to me. I would never run into the house where Jason's killing yeah. people. I'd run away. But in this one, it's just like you can't escape this guy he's everywhere he's fast he's tough he they made him huge like yeah. he's a big guy no and the yeah. other ones like he appears places like he does in this movie and it's like how he walks like molasses yeah but in this one even when he's like ducking down he does it so fast and swift and like yeah. the guy who played him i thought did like a great job yeah so that was my clutch award um for me it's chewy like this guy really brings the party for this group um he's the only one willing to drink out of the shoe Right. During beer pong. He drinks out of his own shoe. I mean, he's just willing to take the party to the next level. (laughs) Who would be most likely to want to drink out of your shoe? Probably me. Let's move on to quotes. Dan, what do you got for quotes? Um, my, My favorite quote in the movie is the original group from the cold intro, cold open. Uh, when the two are going at it in the tent, the woman hears something. She says, go out there and check. And he says, I'm not going out there with a boner. And that <laughs> is just like great dialogue. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's true. To it's life. so real. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to, what if it's someone out there? They're going to see my boner. Quickly. My quote is from Lawrence. Uh, it says what? Cause I'm black. I can't listen to green day. <laughs> that's a good one. I love that one. Yeah. Um, you don't need context for it. It's just yeah, a that's funny it. line. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what do you got? Uh, you might've said this already, Dan, but, um, Lawrence again, he goes, are you fucking with me because I'm high? That's totally not cool because I just finished fucking smoking, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we've all yeah. been there, We've man. all been there. I just smoked a bowl. I'm yeah. way too I high. I just smoked a bowl. I have to masturbate right now <laughs> in the living room. We've all felt like that when we've gotten <laughs> baked before. Yeah. yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Classic smoke yeah. sesh. So Camp Crystal Bake is more of a work program than an actual camp. That's what it's reading like. So you're gonna show up to the camp. You're gonna help them harvest their marijuana I crop. I didn't seek, and then I get to go to the camp where I, go, where I smoke the weed with the counselors. You're, I mean, it, what? It, uh, just going off what we have here, it looks like you go there and you help them, you know, farm the you marijuana. You say like what we have here, but like I'm literally watching you, and you have a phone, and like there's microphones, and like. This is, like, coordinated, like, PC, like, fucking the man bullshit. Like, you're not the guy you think you are. Like, you're just reading something that someone paid you to read. Like, you don't understand that, like, this is our place, and, like, we're going to take it back. Like, if... Yeah, hey, 
because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Let's move on to what takes me out of the movie. What takes me out of the flick. Dan, what takes you out of the movie? All right, so you've got girl A, the sister. She's trapped in that room, cuffed, like chained to the fence for six weeks, and there's no poop in her pants. Where's she <laughs> shitting? Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. There's you, you can infer that there are things happening off camera that you're not seeing, but she's just, like, totally clean six weeks. There's no way. She's fed I'll say this. some way. Yeah. In outdoor ed in sixth grade, yeah. I was so freaked out about having to go to the open bathroom right. and stuff that I didn't shit for like six days. Yeah, six days <laughs> is different than six weeks. But maybe though. she's going through some week. traumatic thing where right. it's like she's just shut down and yeah. like her mind's been like, okay, we don't need to shit. And it's like me at outdoor ed. Yeah, like we're what the was, same. Yeah. Like what was dinner like? You know? Yeah, like, but I mean, what did she so, eat? like just the whole thing. Yeah. Like what did she? No, eat? I don't know. He's not the type of guy that's like, here, I made you food. That's what I'm saying. So like, you're 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 adding to my point where yeah. it's like, yeah, once exactly. I started thinking about it, it's yeah. like, what the fuck has been going on for six weeks down here? Like, it took me out of the yeah. movie. When yeah. I stopped thinking about it, it was like, oh, we are scenes ahead. Mm-hmm. Like odds are, if he had her for six weeks, he just neglectfully let her die. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like kept her corpse. Yeah. And like interacts with the corpse. Yeah. You know, like, that's it's, more plausible. Six weeks is a month and a half. And that like, would have made more sense if it was like a psycho thing. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. decomposed skeleton he's got like the wig on her it's like yeah. mommy and it's right like, yeah. that would have made a little more sense <laughs> yeah. than, like, but instead, that's more likely she hasn't lost a single no, pound she looks great she's, yeah she's, she's on, not yeah. more she's pale put on weight yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> whatever yeah. he's feeding her it's the brother right. says like do you want a <laughs> yeah. snack she's like no i'm full yeah. <laughs> um so when i go into horror movies especially slashers i turn my brain off um so i'm already out of the movie when i go into the movie so being out of the movie, it kind of keeps me in the movie. So I'm never really out of the movie. <laughs> but what takes me out of the movie is the second main chick, uh, girl B, uh, let's call her. She ditches her boyfriend and all of her friends on this vacation party weekend to go out with a stranger on a missing person's cold case. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I on don't, a motorcycle. Yeah, no one in the world would do that except Pollard because he loves crime procedural TV shows. Yeah. true. <laughs> And it's so true. that took me out of the movie. She wants to party. She wants to be with her friends. She doesn't want to go with a stranger to like go door to Wander door. Around the yeah. 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 Like eight hours later, it's like nighttime and they're like stumbling into like yeah. an abandoned house. And it's like, I yeah. should get back. Her like, boyfriend's yeah. being a dick, but it's also, you can presume that he always is a dick. Yeah. All the time. It's nothing new. It's yeah. not like I'm out of here because he's always like that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's some sympathy that she gets for him when they're in line and their first interaction. Right. And so then when she sees him again, I think she plays up the like fate card. Like, oh, we, like, run into each other again. And her boyfriend's not doing himself any favors. Like, if I was her, like, I'm sure there's just whoever comes along next besides Chewie and Lawrence is uh, who I'm willing. And he's got a motorcycle. That's what I was going to say is so she's like, let me walk you out. And then I know Aaron got excited at this scene. She's like, where's your car? He's like, I don't have a car. (laughs) And then he shows her his hog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Aaron's like, could could that be me? Could I be on a motorcycle? It'd be stupid. I would never. No, it I think wasn't... you could pull it off. No, I think maybe a different I... type of motorcycle than the one that was in this film. But yeah, I mean, like what kind like specifically? Like a Ducati or a, right? Uh, yeah, you think that would be like a, the coolest one? I think for you, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because cool. I just, I mean, it's kind of stupid. Like, I, I don't know. I, don't I, think, I don't think it's stupid. Do you I think it'd be you, cool? Like, it'd be I don't cool see thing. you as, like, the leather jacket, like, bad boy bandana. No, no, kind of me guy, But I do see you as, like, the full body suit and helmet that match the paint oh, color of yeah, your motorcycle. Yeah, No, like, either one. Like, the first see, one also. I think you should do it. I think you should. I don't think it's silly. You're on a small dirt bike, like a Kawasaki. It's not really a motorcycle. But you have the leather jacket with the tassels and the cowboy hat. And yeah, like just, the, the full outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're cruising on a cow's. And then yeah. she's like, oh, you don't drive a car. And that's when you're like, yeah, no, no just... I drive a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah but it's like. This shit cuts through kind of Literally, you ride a motorcycle. You don't drive it. Well, you would know. I think you should go I for it. I would know because like, it, it's just a silly, it's a silly thing. It's, <laughs> it's a pipe dream. For sure not going to happen. I like, think it should. Unless you guys really think it's like a good idea. I think it's a good idea. Pollard, what takes you out of the movie? What takes me out of the movie is the disrespect of these guests at this cabin. You, so you were mentioning that like throughout. You were you were yeah, appalled. Like so many of them are so disrespectful and so unaware of like treating the property with respect. As soon as the guy who lets you into his place says, Yeah, here you can borrow my car and go to the other side of the lake to check it out, but like don't go in the boat. The first thing they do is jump on the boat. Um, there's so much in and throughout the house. We talked about Chewy in the garage. Like, I don't know. If someone's inviting me to this really cool cabin, I'm much more respectful. And for me, took me out of the movie. First thing that happens when they get into the cabin is, like, Chewy puts his feet up on the coffee table. And the guy's right. like, hey, no feet on the table. Sorry, that's live oak or whatever. And there's, like, like, a big drama yeah, between him and the girlfriend at the time, like, before they split up. And she's like, just trust him. And he's like, I can't, like, leave this place with these people yeah, here. Like, they're going to ruin this like, cabin. Taking my eyes and off. it's, like, so overdramatic that she's trying to pull out of him, like, oh, no, you have to, like, trust your friends. And it's like, no, I wouldn't trust him either. These guys are drinking beer out of shoes. Right. Also, like, we don't know if they're his friends. So... Let's move on to McMulligan's. I want to hear Jason talk. So I get that he's ominous and mysterious, but I think maybe he could work out his demons with a little bit of conversation. Like, I think there's something to explore there with this whole um, yeah, he situation. Has yeah, and there's a situation with this woman who looks like his mom. Like, I think if somebody just got a chance to sit him down and talk to him, maybe he wouldn't be just like this character in the village that people know to stay away from. Like, why don't we work on uh, rehabilitation with this guy? Uh, my McMulligans, I would have liked more sex scenes. Uh, I would have liked a she longer like wakeboarding scene. Um, that's about it. I wrote something else here, but I can't really tell. I felt like there wasn't enough like horny people in this movie. <laughs> Not enough sex scenes. Uh, all we get in this movie is a couple plowing in a tent. We see a couple record a porno and film themselves having sex. One person licks a Hustler magazine and tries to have sex with a doll. Uh, Lawrence tries to masturbate to uh, a West Elm catalog. And we see a girl wakeboarding topless. And it's like, come on, give me more sex and horny people. No, I'm telling you, the killer cut. You're going to love it. It's oh. seven extra minutes of footage. It, it's, it's If there's seven extra minutes, this is a straight snuff film. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sex and murder. You see Ben Feldman complete. You see Trent complete. At the same you see, time. You see Lawrence complete. It's a lot of completion we yeah. don't get in the real cut. Yeah. yeah. It's killer. Yeah. 
Dan McMulligan. McMulligan, I guess. And this is kind of a sign of the times. But back then, it feels like if you were a woman in this movie, you're going topless. (laughs) And they don't set that same standard for frontal nudity for the men. I think... uh, Maybe if it was going to get made today, I don't know if that really counts as a McMulligan, but I would have liked to see a little bit more penis in this movie. I agree. I'd like to see a reboot of 2019 version of this where we get a full frontal. Yeah. Just Trent's little smoky, just dangling. (laughs) (laughs) Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the Five Guys Flicking Around crew. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, so, oh, I remember what this was. I cannot believe that Hollywood would put this type of movie out there. Top three favorite pirates. Okay, so, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, yeah, Peter North, yeah, he'd be on there. Neil Walker, gotta go with the classic, John Holmes. Do like Liriano pitch there for a minute? Yes. Yeah, so Liriano. And... Oh, yeah. Here's one I left here. Roberto Malone. Yeah. Robert Malone. Yeah. Anything else to share? No, I'm good. I think I said what I needed to say. Say what have you can say. Yeah. Wait, what? No, 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 no. I I just remembered. What did the egg say to the clown making breakfast sandwiches? What? You cracked me up. (laughs) Thanks for chatting. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy your wedding. And now we go from one fan in Maine to another fan in Dubai as we introduce a new segment called Five Guys Flicking Around the World, where 5GFA superfan RK shares his favorite movies with us each week. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, this is RK checking in from Dubai for my favorite podcast, The Five Guys Flicking Around. And today I'm going to be talking about another one of my favorite movies, Straight Outta Compton, which is based on Eazy-E and his rap group, The NWA. So this is a movie which portrays Easy e and other members of the NWA such as Ice Cube and Dr. Dre and how they just evolved basically from guys flicking around to one of the biggest groups in the entire history, earning the Hall of Fame for hip hop history as well. So this showed how it was hard for black people at the time to, well, color discrimination at the time was more than ever. This rap group basically, well, went against all odds, became one of the biggest artists all-time selling as well. This is what I really like about the movie and how they portrayed it since it was produced by Ice Cube and by Dr. Dre. I want everyone to watch this movie since it was just amazing. Thank you guys for giving me this opportunity and see you guys next week. Let's move on to... Spin-off origin or sequel dan what do you got for sos so i'm thinking uh origin story origin it's the early 90s there's a big wakeboarding competition but it's boys only so this girl all her life has wanted to compete in the big wakeboarding competition. So she dresses up like a boy and goes topless. And it's okay, because she's a little girl, you can't really tell. But then she gets really fucking good at wakeboarding. And so 
throughout the movie you see her getting better and better and her coaches and her parents and everyone's spectating it's like you really need to learn how to wakeboard with a top on and she's like no it slows me down it cuts my wind like she i can't do it she tries it in in like another big finals she puts a top on because they have to and then um she beefs it she eats shit and loses the competition and that's when the second half of the movie is about her fighting kind of like a, a leading a rights movement to be allowed to wakeboard professionally without a top on and then the movie ends with her meeting her boyfriend who's the guy in this movie yeah mm. i love that Thank when you. she beefs it does her top also come off from eating shit <laughs> they pull her out and she's topless still when she beefs it she gets like fully paralyzed and so some of the movie is like her like recovering from all of these crazy bone injuries and whatever because she hit the water yeah. so hard and while she's doing that she like starts studying like the suffragette yeah. movement and like just like <laughs> really getting into like the rights aspect of not being forced to wear the top when she competes yeah. in wakeboarding interesting i love it Oh, the wait, sequel? I forgot to say. Oh, please, continue. It's called Over the Top. Pollard, <laughs> <laughs> SOS. Um, I have a, a spin-off sequel. And uh, so at the end of the film, we have the brother and sister, the last one's left. Jason comes up and presumably kills her. But all you see is that he uh, sort of grabs her at first. Um, in my version of a spin-off, the brother is able to get the machete and as he swings towards Jason, he misses and he kills his sister. Mm. Like one of those like sliced right through the top of the head. Right. <laughs> um, and he's enraged and he's able to also kill Jason. And then when the mask falls down on the dock from Jason's face mm. and he's just killed both of them, he adorns the mask and puts it on and goes on his killing spree. So it becomes a twisted story for him now. Right. And he's lost his mom. He's just mm. accidentally killed his sister. We don't know anything about dad. Yeah. He's probably out of the picture. And we have this really cool image of him on his motorcycle with the machete Love and it. the mask. Love it. And it's the next Jason movie. Right. It's almost nice. it's it's that Jason's not necessarily a specific bad guy. There's Jason right. in everybody. It's just waiting to be on. And so the mask is passed. Love it. Wow. It's called... Past the Mask? It's called The Over Mask. Over the top. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to genre swap. Pollard, what do you got for genre swap? I want to see this movie swapped genres with a, a reality TV show format. And so I think that we could have a, a lot of fun with this group at this cabin. And there are um, repeated comedic representations of the story from each of the group in interviews. Mm -hmm. And so it's really like lighthearted. Um, it's a lot of discussion on who was sleeping with who and sort of the relationships that are forming. And when they address the murders that happen, they just talk about like the insignificant details about it. It's like, oh yeah, like Chewy, like when he died in the garage, like did he have to get so much blood all over the place? And uh, we continue with this like lighthearted. I like that. I like that too. What? Yeah, it's more of like a like a real world. Exactly, kind of it's real world yeah. meeting the Kardashians meets the Real Housewives sure. of Silver Lake, and it's called Over the Top. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, why did Chewie have to drink all the whiskey? Like, he was going to die. Like, I can't yeah. believe Chewie did that. Like, yeah. he was going to get murdered. And so 
why did you have to drink the really nice whiskey? Now I'm pissed off about that. Like, so many dynamics in that house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's move on to Blu-ray price. What would you pay for this movie? The only way you could ever watch it again was to own the Blu-ray. Dan, what would you pay for this movie? I think I'd go like $9.99. Like I'd, go, I'd, I'd put this on my shelf. Um, this is probably as low as I've ever gone, and it's five ninety nine. You said that last week, and I think you went four ninety nine. No, it, well, so Mike, this one's for you, buddy. <laughs> All right, I'll only pay three ninety nine for this film. Similar to what Pollard said, I'd pay Jeez. like I'd go with five dollars for this. Um, I'm not super tied to the franchise. I don't love it that much, so there's no real like you find a lot of the homages, you know, entertaining. I didn't really get them so for me it wasn't that important of a movie uh i don't know i'd watch it again maybe so i paid 2.99 to rent it today um i paid 2.99 again to see it another day so my price is six dollars more specifically 5.98 i'd watch it one more time eventually maybe twice i just want to throw in that it's a 48 hour rental so if you do want to watch it again and you watch it like today or tomorrow you watch it it's done though. okay Let's close things out with, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? I think it does. Um, oh, that's, I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, eh, I waffled on it, but eventually I came <laughs> wow, I to... Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> you waffled? Can you explain that? Well, I, I pancaked on it, and then I waffled <laughs> on it. And then, uh, so in my version, McSullivan hears about this nice vacation spot where the babes are horny and the wakeboarders are topless. So for his 70th birthday, he splurges and rents a cabin for him and Pops. McSullivan tells Pops it's going to just be him and Mac for a tranquil fishing weekend, but Mac spends the first half of the movie banging random whores he's invited to his puppy party. (laughs) One of the girls tells McSullivan about a guy who lives out in the woods and whose mom was pretty hot and went on a killing spree years earlier. Uh McSullivan only hears that she's pretty hot and goes to find her. (laughs) Instead, he finds Jason and a photo of Jason's mom. When McSullivan learns Jason's mom is dead and not hot anyway, he murders Jason in a horny rampage. <laughs> the movie ends with McSullivan going back to the cabin. Pops has a huge smile on his face and shows him a beautiful 15-inch striped bass he just caught. We close up on McSullivan who pulls out his gun and unloads his entire clip into the fish. <laughs> McSullivan says, looks like that meat's gone bad. <laughs> the end. I think this works as a McSullivan vehicle. So McSullivan and Pops get assigned to this shit case because their captain has had it up to here with their bullshit. While investigating the disappearances and murders, they discover the copious amounts of marijuana growing in the forest. Mm. They decide this can be their main side hustle slash retirement plan because we don't pay our law enforcement agents enough in this country. Pops and Mac decide they need to kill Jason and get these kids out of here to move in on the product. But McSullivan gets easily sidetracked by all the babes, beers, and bud which really slow down their plan. Eventually, they just let Jason kill all the kids before excessively blowing him to pieces with machine guns. McSullivan lights a celebratory doobie and says, let's get baked. But the match he lights ignites a gasoline leak, which starts a forest fire, burning down all their product, but also getting the whole town high. 
And just to add some context for the people who are listening, when Aaron said, had it up to here, he had his hand way up over his head. So that's going to wrap it up for this Spooktober episode of uh, (laughs) Five Guys Flicking Around. We'd like to thank our guest, uh, film critic from Portland, Daniel Ross Miller. I want to thank you guys. It's been a real honor sitting with you, the five guys, and flicking around with you all. Um, Yeah, I love the show. Find us on Instagram at Five Guys Flicking Around. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And uh, we'll see you next week, nerds. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. With With liberty liberty and justice for all. all. Uh, I like that. Get to the good stuff. Yes, definitely. You are not the father. He finds a hockey stick. Because I masturbate and I'm good with wood. Oh. I don't have a Blu-ray player. Are you fucking with me? There's a lot to work with. I need to pee, so let's take a little. They're going to see my boner. I'll just go in my cup. You guys got to get that stamps.com money rolling in.